0: Welcome. It's episode 167 of First Geek 411. I'm your host Cameron Franklin, and with me, as always, is my best man Chris Nicolay.
1: Chris, how are you doing today? Hello, hello, and I'm here. How are you? Also
0: here, Emma. Emma, how are you Hi. doing today?
2: Not complaining. Nice. I'm pretty content with my life right now. So
0: very nice our major topics tonight we got oscars we got funimation we got marvel news and then we're gonna wrap it all up with the top three changes we would make to a bad movie to make it better before we jump into that listeners as always you can find us as one geek 411 on our social media around the web You can also join our Discord server if you want to chat between shows and shoot an email over to 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. You can also check out our website and show notes over at 1geek411.com. You can watch live on Twitch Monday nights, 645 Mountain Time over on Twitch. I think I already said Twitch. I don't know. Mistakes might have been made. I don't know. And you can find the videos over on our YouTube where you can like, comment, and subscribe. And then you can also rate and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And then, of course, we also have our Redbubble store if you want any of that First Geek 411 merch. Let's jump into what we've been up to this past week. Emma, why don't you start us off?
2: I watched the Oscars last night which is pretty much a given, given that I'm a film student. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> I will say, like you watching the Oscars feels like one of the most stereotypical things out there. Yeah. I feel like it's yeah. probably a class assignment.
2: Yeah. <laughs> just... Even though it wasn't. Should have been, though. All of my fellow film students were also watching the Oscars because they could. We also had a uh, entire guessing pool, and <laughs> I lost horribly. But that's OK. I got two categories right. And that's accomplishment enough for me. Um, I am almost done with Seraphina. I'm like thirty pages away from the end, and I promptly yes. forgot it at my mom's house, so now I'm gonna have to find an ebook somewhere to finish it <laughs> before Thursday. Um, I finished Falcon and the Winter Soldier. super excited about that. We're gonna talk about that a little later. Um This week is the last week of classes for the semester for me, which is crazy and insane. And I can't believe it's the last week of the semester.
0: Yeah. As someone Um, who's been like working from home for the past mm -hmm. year, I have no perception of time anymore and seasons. Yeah. And like, so it just already being like the end of the semester like legitimately like blows my mind.
2: Yeah. Same here. (laughs) Same here. Um, Yeah, it's just crazy. Just yesterday, it was the first day of classes, but. Anyway, I also played some Horizon Zero Dawn this week nice. because it's my diehard game. <laughs> and I love it to bits and pieces. And so I played some more of that this week just on my own, and it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, that was my week.
0: Nice. There are rumors. By rumors, I mean there's my hopes and dreams um, that because there's, there's going to be a PlayStation State of Play on Thursday. And I want to believe you'll get a release date that that will get something for horizon zero dawn i hope yeah they said hope. it's primarily like the new ratchet and clank but there will be other stuff
2: i want a release date for yeah. forbidden west
1: yeah i just want and that i one want to know thing. if
2: i can get it on ps4 because if not i will be sorely disappointed i'm guessing <laughs>
1: that they are going to wait till summer to announce a date like typically all I really want to know is E3 if I can, and everything yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm all assuming. I want to
2: know is if I can play it on PS4 because I would be happy and content as long <laughs> as I can still play it <laughs>
1: yeah since this, horizon zero dawn is such a big title I don't think they'll do it in a state of play they'll do it in a like dedicated yeah, venue. yeah. yeah. So. Chris just crushing jobs, crushing everyone's dreams I'm calling it now. Um, I mean, also, Sony ha- technically
0: hasn't confirmed that they're going to be at E3 yet. So there is that.
1: Right. But I'm not saying, like, they'll do it at E3. I'm just saying they'll do it, like, with it. Like, if they're not at E3, they're going to do their own event that's not just going to be a state of play. And but then it would,
0: be, would be, be a state of play. It would just be at the other time.
1: I mean, I, they'll I mean, they probably call it <laughs> something else. Just saying. Okay. I'm just calling it. I'm calling it now. Um, as for me, what I've been up to. So I watched the new Mortal Kombat movie. Not bad. Not bad. That, that's, that's like the praise that I've heard from most people. Like I really enjoyed it. Like, like... comparatively to like the, like old adapt movie adaptation. So much better. It It's, it's the right kind of cheesy. Um, I will say that the, uh, the, I guess like prologue, I like the intro scene that kind of sets up everything. Um, actually really good. Like I really enjoyed the opening and then the rest of the movie was just mortal Kombat, Um, (laughs) just fine.
2: Kind of a given. They did
1: great. And I think the parts where it really shines are the parts where it like, is just cheesy and directly from the video game. And it's, it's really enjoyable. Um, I've, i did get all the way caught up with falcon and winter soldier is like four episodes behind um but we'll obviously talk about that let i tried to start because it was like number one on netflix and everything i tried to start shadow and bone i don't know i just couldn't get into it
0: yeah i'll try Deanna's finishing the first book and i think once she finishes that we're gonna start
2: Start. I got like ten minutes into it and sense. got distracted, so I haven't gotten back to it yet. <laughs>
1: yeah, I feel like it's definitely something you have to pay attention to. Um, yeah. with a lot of that's happening, and yeah, just I yeah. just could not focus it's, on it. Yeah, I'm, it's it, like um, not the, not that that's a critique. It's and, just it might have just yeah. been my mindset at the time. I'm not sure. So we'll 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 give it yeah. another shot eventually. Um, like
2: non English movies for me. Like I like movies that are not in English, but I have to be paying full attention. So I have to read the captions, right? Shadow and Bone felt like that for me. Like I have to be paying attention,
1: right? And it's the word. It's, it's an English movie, like or sh- yeah. show, and, and it's,
2: like, it's in English. So like when it's, it's, like, it's like, something oh. in English, and I'm like, okay, I have to like sit here and pay attention. That I know, like it's just gets put off. So
1: yeah, on the opposite end. Um, I just I threw it on just randomly, just like eh, this looks interesting. Sure, from on HBO Max, um, The Nevers. it's just like two episodes out right now, can't recommend it enough. Um, it's like the steampunky late eighteen hundreds. looked at that. And
2: wait, is that on HBO? Yeah. Okay. I so added that to, added that to my list cuz it. it looked
1: interesting. It's good. Um, like I definitely recommend it. It has like the, the like mutant kind of themes to it like
2: Oh yeah, no I did start that. I'm getting the Nevers and the um whatever it's Shadow and Bone mixed up in my head in terms of opening scenes, but yes, I've started that. Like am like, yeah, they super have like ton,
1: like period yeah. feel to them, but yeah. Nevers is I can't wait to watch more of it. Like each episode had me. I'm like, oh, I, I just forgot whatever I was doing and just watched it. Like, it it grabbed me. So mm-hmm. can't recommend it more. Um, if uh, uh, it, It's like a steampunk X-Men. Game. I like the words you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Right?
2: I um, definitely had a steampunk phase in high school. So... <laughs> I'm loving that already. Like, I could you not. I went through a whole steampunk phase in high school. Um, almost entirely steampunk music, but...
1: But do you have the hat with the goggles on it?
2: I wish. Like, <laughs> I still actually want one of those hats.
1: I mean, those are some of the purchases I'm getting for when I ride my bike. I'm definitely getting aviator goggles
2: <laughs>
1: for, for my bike riding attire um, and a few other things. But, like, that's that's just something you got to have. It's like... I'm not, I'm not doing like the full shaded helmet face thing. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm got to do. I got to say the
2: steampunk gotta do fashion. got to aviator
1: with the bomber jacket. Yeah. It's going to be my
2: high up there. motorcycle mm-hmm. fashion.
0: <laughs> we were at a local con and they had a lot of steampunk stuff that was like, it was, it was in the, like, I don't know what I would do with this, but it's what cool. I want it. <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh,
2: that's like. a all of steampunk fashion for me I don't know when I would wear this or how but I want it and it looks cool
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah so yeah definitely and you said it's on HBO Max yes HBO Max if you have HBO Max definitely check out The Nevers and tell me what you think because I am in love with it right now and it's like right now I'm annoyed because I can't binge it
2: is that one that releases <laughs> weekly?
1: Yeah.
0: But, okay. I think at this point, yeah. Netflix is the only people that put it all up at once. Oh,
2: yeah. Think, okay. like, so all of the I, other, and that's all the mostly other just
0: in the U.S.
1: market. Like, yeah. Netflix does yeah. simulcasts in other regions. Yeah. I'm not sure if they do it in Canada. I'm pretty sure they do simulcasts in Canada. But, yeah, yeah the U.S. are like, yeah, you can wait. Like yeah. Rude.
2: I definitely started watching it, but I didn't continue, mostly because it was Oscars weekend. Yeah. I, well there's only two episodes, the but they
1: are longer episodes. Like
2: excuse you, there's three. There's three now? There's so, a new oh, one up right oh, now. Gonna have yeah, to episode three is up. You know what
1: I'm doing after we're <laughs> yeah. done here. Um but yeah. Get on it. Let me know. Well, I want to talk about it. So good. So good. Nice.
0: So for me, um, we finished Falcon and the Winter Soldier as well. We'll do a as Emma said, we'll do a little um mini review from that later on in the cast, but I shared last week that Monday was the two weeks post getting the vaccine for me. And so last week was filled with all sorts of indoor activities with friends that we couldn't do because of COVID before. So um, a friend came over and we played some commander, which was a ton of fun, of course. Um, and um, then we went over to a friend's for a board game night played some four player happy little dinosaurs mm-hmm. which is the game from unstable unstable games that i talked about last week where your dinosaur is trying to avoid um predatory natural and emotional disasters
1: emotional um, disasters yes
0: the emotional disasters are some oh, of the why? best cards so um and um, yeah you're trying to survive and then the last dinosaur to survive where the last dinosaur alive wins or the first dinosaur to get to 50 points in. so um a lot of fun enjoyed it with four players um it played a lot of the way that i expected it to in the sense that like it's a much slower game there's a bit more um risk when it's not always one or the other player getting the points but that was a yeah. lot of fun yep. um, and then we played ticket to ride europe which was our first time playing that map so that was a lot of fun i still think i prefer the. The US ticket to ride map more. But um, I don't know. the the Europe's... Europe map adds a lot more complexity.
1: <laughs> the that... Europe map adds complexity because you don't know Europe.
0: <laughs> no, no. But in terms of like, just the cards kidding. you have to play.
1: Yeah. Right. The thing about
0: playing um, on now, if the If you Europe want map, complexity like, for not knowing it, you need to play the China map. Oh, I bet. Like the mainland China. Oh, man. There's that's just like rough.
1: some of the names in the Europe map, you're like, Wait, what? Where Where is I'm this? Sure. And you're like, you have to sit there and like scan the entire map. And then everyone knows where you're trying to go. Or like the US, you get a, You have a general idea of where everything is.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's how a lot of like the Eastern Europe or Western Europe, I guess, is more of stuff that like I'm familiar with. And then it gets into like the Russia side of things. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. <laughs> um, but overall, it is. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. Um, highly recommend. I mean Ticket to Ride is one of those board games that's been around for for a the while. like yeah, the board game
1: hobby games. It's one of the oldest ones. Of the one that gets yep. like new iterations and everything, like you know, yep. every everyone makes like a version of Monopoly. <clears throat> like Ticket to Ride, like it changes with each version too. So it yep. plays a little differently. Yeah. And you know, Ticket Ticket to Ride's also just a great intro to tabletop.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a good first game and
1: very straightforward.
0: Um, yeah, especially again, especially the U.S. map that like it's the most like streamlined version of the game.
1: One thing I do yeah. in in the European one um, is oh. I hoard locomotives. Just you hoard sh- what? I, I I hoard the wild cards. Oh, okay. Just to see if I can win only playing those for the most part. Oh.
0: Like, we we had actually discussed how like it's always super confusing when people or the rules refer refer to them as locomotives, right, and not wild cards,
1: right. Well, it's because like in the European one, like the the it it they call it locomotive because it's required it's you yeah, have to specifically use it the it for some of the spots. So it was great yeah. right because I was like if it if it was available on the mat, I I took the one, and then if it wasn't, then I did random. In which case, I did get other colors, but that was fine, and I still ended up getting like second. I was like, "Oh!"
0: But if you're not first, you're last, Chris. Just played
1: the entire game that way. Yeah, but I put a restriction on myself, <laughs> <laughs> and I screwed a lot of people over. It was great. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, Chris has all the uh, has all the wild cards, so I can't do this. You just play take- with your hand face up. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm just like, how many How many do you think I got? I've got I, eight. I could go anywhere. <laughs> I, got, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> and you can't do the one thing you're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> got him. <'em.
0: laughs> Let's see. And then the last thing for me is that yesterday, um, I got to participate in some of Comics on the Cross's charity stream. So big shout out to them for like blowing past their fundraising goals. Um, they did a 12-hour stream, and so I got to hop in some at the end for Among Us, and then I brought honor to our podcast by winning trivia.
2: Nice. nice. Good for you. And, so,
0: and by me, I mean my team, and I contributed on like two questions, but you know. Nonetheless. Yeah.
1: I went to trivia like a few weeks ago here locally, and I got so annoyed. I was like, I'm never coming to trivia again. It's all <laughs> It was all MLB trivia. There's like two to three questions of MLB trivia every round. I'm like come on (laughs) and then i let the podcast down because i couldn't remember that william shatner had turned 90 come on i just couldn't think of his name i knew exactly who it was (laughs) it was like captain kirk and then they're throwing out pat uh patrick stewart i'm like no that's picard he's like 80 (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah
0: Oh, and Chunk says that Comics on the Cross, they met their goal in the first 15 minutes of the stream.
1: Dang. So
0: that's awesome for them. Again, big congratulations to Comics and the Cross.
1: Hopefully, we'll be successful when we do our charity stream.
0: Hashtag soon. Hashtag, you know. Hashtag. Not actually planned, but you Not know. Not planned,
1: but. <laughs> hopeful. Eventually. Nothing. One day. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been up to. So I guess from there, we can go on and get into our discussion topics. Emma, what do you
2: got for us? I've got a list. (laughs) Because I didn't have any news announcements or things like that for this week. And since it was the Oscars, I came up with a little list of movies from the Oscars that I would recommend to people. That consists of five movies just to narrow down that lengthy list for everyone <laughs> um, to assist you all. But forewarning, this is my personal opinion. <laughs> Take it or leave it as you will. Um, leave it. So, <laughs> for... <laughs> that's fine. <Just> <laughs> I won't be hurt. <laughs>
0: um,
2: for Oscar nominations that I would, and or winners that I would highly recommend people see, um, my first and highest pick would be The Father um your lovely anthony hopkins is in it and it is a great example of an unreliable narrator in a movie that's not a scary movie um very sad but also very heartwarming um so he won best actor for that right yep um best actor for the father and he very much deserved it um one of his best performances in his very lengthy career that's that's uh, that's the
1: movie where he's he he has Alzheimer's, right? and yes, like
2: yeah.
1: the so narrative is inconsistent because it's actually like kind of his perspective, and as things yeah. change, you're not sure what time frame or what's being combined, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I've heard really yeah, good things
2: so yeah, it's it's a great example of an unreliable narrator where it is clear that the person experiencing the storyline is um unstable. And so it's a very good look into what the experiences experiences of Alzheimer's might be, where you don't, like what it might mean when you don't recognize your own child or um, don't remember events in the right order. Um, And it's very, it's heartwarming and very sad at the same time. Um, But yeah, it was well-made and I would highly recommend it. Another one, another nomination that one, I think, um, original or adapted storyline that I would highly recommend is Minari. It's about a Korean family who moves to a little plot of land in the U.S. and then their grandmother comes to live with them. And it's just this family's life trying to um, survive and have an income and the dad wants to start a farm and um, the the boy has a heart murmur and it's like, they're constantly telling him to not run around because whatever. And it's just this slice of life movie that's very also heartwarming, but in a more cheerful sense. Um, and it, it supports and brings to light a lot more of those Asian Korean filmmakers, which I love as well. Um, and my last recommendation- We've made our stance highly... on
1: representation. Well, yes, so. please, Watch
2: we also more got of some it. <laughs> some, yeah, we have
0: some uh, other representation.
2: <laughs> we, we want more of that. Um, <laughs> my last recommendation for Please Watch is a documentary called My Octopus Teacher. You can find it on Netflix. Um, it's a great example of my undergrad degree in human-animal interactions. And it's just this guy who befriends an octopus. He's a diver who goes out and befriends an octopus. And
1: I was going to say, this is the most Emma sounding movie ever. It is.
0: (laughs) So I'm going to be like real. I assumed it was like a metaphor.
2: No, like literally. I did not realize that it was. This guy in South Africa (laughs) who, like, it's just a real life story of him going to befriend an octopus completely on accident. And it's something that I would have loved to make um, and be a part of um so it's her life those are my now. yeah <laughs> my three recommendations for oscar nominations slash winners the father minari and my octopus t- teacher um for oscar movies that i want to watch is the sound of metal sounds fascinating it's about a, it's a metal drummer who learns he's losing his hearing um and it's just his struggle with this health issue that comes comes into conflict with his love. Um, it won the Oscar for best sound design. So I'm super interested in that. And my last, I wouldn't say it's a recommendation, but um, Nomadland, which won best movie I found rather boring and I stopped watching halfway through. <laughs> um, that is my own personal opinion. I felt it lacked in story and it was very artsy. Doesn't mean it was a bad movie, but that's just my own personal opinion. You can watch it if you want to. You can avoid it altogether. Um, basically, a woman who just lives the van life and drives around the U.S. Living the van life, take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. It's probably something I would finish watching if I wanted to watch something while I was folding laundry. <laughs> but I wouldn't necessarily like sit down and watch it while doing nothing else. It felt very bland to me and I don't mind slow stories, slow movies, but this one felt like it was lacking in a lot of areas. So there's my review of the Oscars and some of my recommendations and thoughts, and that's what I have for y'all this week.
0: Yep. I want to just add, I have a question for you, but yeah. tying in with No Man's Land, um, Chloe Zhao, um, yeah, was that the was one thing I did like. Yeah, who was that? I I didn't realize that that was the movie she had directed until I was like, but she became the second woman to win Best Director. Um, it was that's also one thing I
2: don't mind. Yeah, and <laughs> like, I guess it was I'm the, fine with that.
0: <laughs> and I guess it was also the first year that two women were nominated for Best Director, is from what I've Great. read.
2: Yeah, Fabulous. that's awesome. I am uh, loving it. I remember the first time. The first woman who won.
0: Um, Catherine Bigelow. Um,
2: for yeah. Hurt Locker. Yeah. I remember watching it that year. Um, and it basically made me cry. Like I hadn't seen the movie, but I was just like, this is the first time a woman has ever won one of the major awards at the Oscars and it was just, it killed me, <laughs> basically. And it was long before I even knew I wanted to go into um, film production in any way, shape, or form. So it just, I remember that. So um, like, I'm still like fine with the fact, like, even though I didn't like No Man Land, I'm like, great, A woman is w- winning the best director. Mm-hmm. Like, we need more of that. <laughs> So,
0: and i think i saw this might not be the exact but i think i saw that she's also like the third, only the third asian person or maybe it's chinese specifically person to win best director i could be wrong there um,
2: that would make sense um i mean this year we had our the first muslim nominated for best actor um and so there's, there's been a lot of firsts in the last five to 10 years in terms of um, POC and underrepresented groups being nominated or winning um, awards at the Oscars. Um, in other words, anyone who's not a white male. <laughs> yeah. um, to I mean, no discredit against white males. It's just they over dominate in many areas of the field
0: yeah Cameron I mean I'm not disagreeing
2: (laughs) yeah Um, you're you're speaking facts so (laughs) so it is very exciting to see all of these things happening but at the same time I'm also also sitting here going we should not be having all these firsts in this decade like these should have all been things that were happening years ago Mm -hmm. like but I mean any progress is better than none so Mm. I can't really complain in the grand scheme of things
1: I say let's just abolish the Oscars in the Academy
2: I mean if you want the honest truth a good part of the Oscars is rigged (laughs) (laughs) so I mostly watch it to criticize people's outfits and um (laughs) find the ones that I would actually wear if I ended up going to the Oscars.
1: One of my mom's friends uh gets to vote. He's a he's a part of the academy.
0: Nice. Oh, that's right. I remember us talking about that when I visited you.
1: Yeah, because like there's all those random DVDs that are <laughs> for your consideration yeah. DVDs that <laughs> He'd give my mom to watch just so she can, so she had movies. Um, but they're all, yeah, they were all the copies of the movies that were up for nominations those years. And yes. it's a cool thing. Uh,
0: and then, last thing I want to say about, um, about Chloe Zhao is that she's also apparently directing the Eternals. Yeah. On one of the upcoming MCU projects for later this year. I think it's the November Exciting. release. And so, like, Obviously, that's probably already done. Like, probably. From a, like,
2: see, I like her. I just didn't like <laughs> the movie. But yes, and I'm excited about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You just so. don't want to live in a van.
0: Yeah, it's just the van life. That's yeah. the... I don't
2: want to it, live in event. a van down by the river. <laughs> I do. <laughs> what? I mean, what? I'm just
1: kidding. Oh, how things have changed I... since. Yeah, oh,
0: how the turntables. Do you want them?
2: We we did that as a skit when I was a high school leader for Young Life. Um, We had like an SNL night, and I was the angsty teenage daughter in that skit. And it was probably one of the best things I had ever been a part of.
0: Oh, Chris Farley,
1: what a great.
2: Do you want to live in a van down by the river?
1: Now all us millennials are like, yeah. (laughs)
2: absolutely sounds better than my current living situation no
1: can't afford a house so why not
0: and then my question for you emma as your first oscars in film score school was watching it this year any different than previous years for you
2: i mean in many ways yes but mostly because it was a covid year Mm -hmm. like a lot of the things that they did this year were directly correlated to the fact that it was a i mean um but also in other ways yes because i intentionally watched some of the movies in prep for the oscars with the knowledge that i've and stuff that i've been learning so like the father and minari i would not have watched under like normal circumstances. I wouldn't have looked at them and gone, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll watch that. Like but I went like now that I am in film school, I'm gonna watch these some of these movies and try and sort of figure out why they were nominated to begin with. And with within the context of what I've been learning at school, I could easily pick out like the father is a great example of a well-done, unreliable narrator, um, who wants to express what this, what it's like to experience Alzheimer's or, uh, Minari is just a slice of life of this immigrant family who just wants to make it for themselves and their kids. Um, so it was fun to try and figure out why things were nominated. but <laughs> Also on the other sort of the, Flip side of that, it became very easy to predict what movies would win.
0: You kind of get in the and, same mindset, that kind of yeah. Thing. Like,
2: like I had seen enough of the movies in each category that I could just go like, okay, this one's gonna win, that one's gonna win, uh, that one's definitely not gonna win. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I see why it was nominated, but you can just chuck it out right now. It's not gonna beat whatever other, and that's not just because of you know, whatever social media was saying, but uh you just sort of were I was able to sort of pick out their um the patterns for what things have won over time and been able to sort of predict you, you have more information to predict mm-hmm. what things the academy preferred over others. So yes and no. Because I also like, no, because I also just have always liked to predict mm-hmm. what movies would win and what would, what wouldn't So, Yeah.
0: Nice Listeners as always hit Emma up for those movie wrecks. Yeah. Over in always. our discord.
2: <laughs> Give me a genre and I'll um, pick <laughs> a movie from that genre that I think you might like, or at least one that I liked.
0: Chris, what do you got for us?
1: So starting us off, My Hero Academia, The Strongest Hero, which is a mobile game, is getting a global release this year. It did originally release uh, last December in Japan. Um, But Strongest Hero is a mobile open-world action RPG Um, coming to iOS and Android devices this spring. So next few months, I guess yeah Um,
0: we're like spring ends in like two months right
1: right yeah i was like (laughs) interesting um and it i thought that game
0: yeah i thought that game looked really cool as someone who didn't know that it was already out until literally you said that um i thought that game looked really cool and then was like for mobile and i was like oh right okay well it's been fun
1: Mm-hmm. Like I, I, think it has potential, especially with with mobile platforms kind of advancing. I'm I, because of the game type. I wouldn't play it on like my phone. It's definitely something yeah. I'd consider on a ta- on my tablet.
0: You get that bigger screen.
1: Get the bigger screen. You know, just get to see a little more. It's like, an open world RPG on your phone just doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. Um. Uh. But your tablet. Absolutely. Um, so it's definitely something I'll be looking into, and I'll let you guys know what I think. Um, it's uh, it, it does feature a full story campaign, um, allows you to build your own teams, uh, and they will they do have plans to release a PvP mode. Don't know what that's going to look like for this game. I'm not sure if this is a gotcha game or what or how this necessarily looks. But from what I've heard, it. I mean, from what I've seen, it doesn't look like it's going to be a gotcha game um i would
0: love it if this would come to switch or something
1: right that's that's yeah. that's the platform
0: or you know now that i have a pc that can actually handle games released in the past decade <laughs> like pc
1: <laughs> but i mean you can emulate android on your pc and then play this is it true. on the emulator this is true you got options there are things you can do um but yeah, I'm kind of excited for this. I'm definitely looking forward to checking this out when it comes out. Um, you From it, from the sounds of it, you get to play through some of the iconic moments from the actual series. Um, and it is completely voice acted from the original cast. Um, for the dubbed version, obviously, I should mention. Um, I'm not sure if you... I think you could probably have the settings and dub and sub it if you want to listen to the original Japanese voice cast um, because that contrast gets me every time because I think I originally watched or I accidentally bought the dubbed version of the movie um, right. and it threw me off. Still good. <laughs>
0: You're du- off. Your, your mistake is my
1: normal. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's one of the things I don't mind dubbed. You know, I'm not. I'm not one of those people. It's just that subbed is more accessible. Like I get to watch more it. More common. But go. It's not something you're. You you can go back and forth between. The voice acting is so different between the yeah. two, and the voices are just in general different. And I'm like, that's not what you sound like. All my stop it. <laughs> um. Also in news this week uh, It was announced Amelia Clark is Making her foyer into a new Profession Slash she is Producing and Writing a Comic book nice. Series um, Yeah so uh, She's She's Obviously Queen Daenerys Targaryen um, um but uh sorry, I lost my link here.
0: Long May ring.
1: You mean for like the All, three seconds until Yeah, also she's dead <laughs> <Yeah>. plot twist.
2: <laughs> Spoiler alert.
0: Yeah, um, and what is some of the worst character development ever?
2: I don't know, I only finished season one, so Good. at this point I'm just like <laughs> any spoilers I get I I deserve. Yeah.
1: Uh, But her, her, she's uh, the story is called Mom or Mother of Madness, which is right up her alley. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I guess it's gonna tell the story of possibly like a superhero fighting human trafficking. Um. But yeah, yeah. So, I'm I'm looking forward to see what this has the initial. Art looks very interesting, but this is definitely something I'm going to support. Um, and just kind of a random transition <laughs> from...
2: Not the worst one in the world, though. Definitely I'm not. not.
1: Definitely <laughs> not. Um, <laughs> do you think sh- she's probably going to star as mom when they do the movie adaptation, right?
2: <laughs>
1: Makes
0: sense to me.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And then kind of a little piece of dongle news here. um, Kind of tech news uh, just regarding kind of the automotive industry. Toyota is announcing plans to purchase um, Lyft's autonomous car division for $550 million.
2: I could pay my tuition with that amount and then some.
1: (laughs) I mean, you can, with a fraction of that, you can... Pay your tuition I know. and some. and and also get like all professional gear so you can just have your own studio. <laughs>
2: I mean, plus employees for at least ten years. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, but I don't know. We we haven't seen so Toyota has kind of been silent the last few years. I mean, they were the first kind of to the hybrid market with the Prius, but they haven't done much. They they haven't really like pushed. Um, into the electric car market or anything, um, but yeah, this last week they kind of announced that they are now. You know, this is a big investment into at least the autonomous vehicle market, um, and then also they announced that they are working on hydrogen combustion engines for race for their race cars, hmm. which is something we haven't actually seen a lot of in for like so. In terms of alternate fuel sources, we've seen, like, hydrogen fuel cells. um, You know, compressed natural gas is still a thing um, in some areas. Uh, But I've, like, since I was in high school, in terms of the next thing, I've always been a fan of hydrogen combustion. Granted, converting or extracting hydrogen is costly and whatever. But... um, hydrogen's combustion process is you get a lot of power when you burn hydrogen for one um and then your byproducts water which is super cool but i'm excited to see what they do with that um obviously that's not going to be something we see for common cars it is a race division uh but still super cool um
2: there's hydrogen and helium and lithium beryllium Foreign carbon everywhere, nitrogen all through the air. I memorized that song for high school chemistry because we had to know the periodic tables. So whenever I hear nitrogen, <laughs> I just start singing that in my head.
1: <laughs> me and my me, and I think it was seventh grade. Me and a couple of friends had a competition to see who can list off just at, just by at least letters list off the periodic table of elements the fastest. Because we were nerds.
2: Nothing wrong with that.
0: Complete
1: nerds. Definitely didn't win that. Although I was really good at listing off the countries of Europe the fastest. Countries and capitals. <laughs> Although that's changed since then, so I don't know them all anymore. <laughs> but yeah,
2: there's an updated countries song. The there was the, the Looney Tunes song, or whatever, and they the guy who sung that made up made an updated version. You mean the, the Animaniacs? Animediax. I didn't watch a lot of TV as a kid. I mean, they are um, they
1: are a offshoot of the Looney. Yeah, Looney
2: Tunes. Um, but there's an yeah. apparently an updated version now with the current entries of the world.
1: I think they did that with the reboot, didn't they? Is when they do or I don't know. Uh, but
2: asking the wrong person.
1: <laughs> but yeah,
2: cool things I'm happening. I'm a TV production, not animation student.
1: Just had to. I know I know it's not like the geekiest news but I had to talk about Toyota's new stuff cuz something I think stuff. Of, especially like autonomous cars is a big deal. I'm Yeah, all in. Especially following the big wreck that Tesla had. Yeah. That's what you get for trying to skirt the rules.
0: Yep. So for me for this week, um we got a, we're going all Marvel. Um and so Last week, um, it didn't get brought up in the show, but I wanted to give a shout out to the fact that we got a Shang Chi trailer last week, and it looks amazing. I'm I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, Obviously, to go back to what we talked about earlier, some great representation. um, And then, also, go ahead.
2: Speaking of representation, um, I got my trio for next semester, so the people will be making my projects with and one of them is from well families from China and the other is from Thailand. So I'm super excited to work with them. Um because they're both wonderful people and I'm excited to help them make their voices heard. Nice. How does I say uh, that? The, the same mental connection yeah. in my head. But um thank you. Back to you Cameron.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh well yeah so what I was thinking is I think it's really cool that we're going to get a like, origin story for a character that, like, people don't know about? Like, this is the first, like, origin story for, like, a character that wasn't introduced elsewhere?
2: Yeah. I Uh guess
0: since Captain Marvel, right?
1: And actually, this is, like, one of the most, in in the new phase, this is one of the most important movies for setting up the rest of the phase because it gives you your kind of, almost kind of big bad, but you're kind of new thing like so obviously we had the infinity stones but now we have the ten rings as the possible kind of
2: mm-hmm. potential potential weapon
1: overall urching thing and so i'm really excited for this this yeah
2: yeah, yeah. I, I remember, remember telling someone <laughs> about this next phase and i'm just going wait isn't tmcu over now and i just went oh boy
1: no <laughs> New oh boy,
2: you've got a lot coming for you, my friend. Just, Not in the slightest.
0: Just new, <laughs> changed. Yeah. Marvel just decided they were done making money.
2: Yeah, they they <laughs> just decided that they were too rich and didn't need any more. They decided to break my dreams.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I wanted to give that a shout out, and then. Um, as we all mentioned up at the top, we finished watching Falcon and winter soldier. And so in this section, we're going to try to do a little mini review, um, and then we'll have a piece of news. And so let's do our best to keep it spoiler free or as like, um, not direct spoilers as possible. There's only so much we can do with the news story. That's going to be coming after this, but, um, um, but yeah, so with that, what are each of your like, overall thoughts about the series as a whole?
2: I love Sam's suit. It felt very, very Marvel, mm-hmm. especially in the coming post-WandaVision. Um, but it's not necessarily a bad thing because those are both characters that play into that more generic, Marvel mm-hmm. sort of um, formula. It's very blatant character-
1: superhero.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> very. very blatant superhero. Whereas, like Captain
1: America's original or suits, like were more like yeah, they had the color scheme, but they looked more tactile, more you know, yeah. Um, and they just changed the colors and made it more like you know this is you know so he's like, making a little more iconic. Whereas this is leaning heavy into that. Like, in-your-face, I'm a superhero. Yeah. Like, aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like it for the way they're treating his character.
2: Absolutely.
0: It's like, to Emma's point, like, even, like, as a whole, like, this series feels... Like, all the people that complained about WandaVision not being MCU enough, like, I feel like this is, like, the, like the most MCU show that we could get. You
2: happy now in you all got the in MCU all the good work. ways.
0: Like again, yeah. not as a complaint, but yeah. like it yeah. just feels like super like what is it? Superheroes. Who are they fighting? Bad guys.
2: Yeah. Who want to revolutionize the world. Right. And like it it very much fits the characters of Sam and Bucky. Like give it Bucky's storyline and a history. Whereas like WandaVision, the style of WandaVision fit yeah. Wanda and Vision, and this fit the characters of Sam and Bucky in much the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just greatly appreciate their friendship yep. throughout the whole thing. Like
1: Their colleagues.
2: Well, colleagues. <laughs> Why didn't you use the metal arm? Because I'm right-handed. I don't think about it often.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, there. I think this is also was a really important series to do, um, especially for Sam. Yeah, um, absolutely. And the themes that he's had to deal with, and I'm, I, uh, especially with that distrust in dealing with, um, kind of the BLM themes, mm-hmm. um, what it means to be, um, black. And in America, um, and things like that, and they 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 did a really good job at keeping that as an undertone, without being kind of preachy about it. Yeah. Um, especially with the conflict with like the previous generation, and the the concepts of no self respecting person would want to like or black mm-hmm. person would want to take that up because because of everything Mm -hmm. that we've been through whereas and then he kind of twists that and saying you know he was a great person like previous Captain America was a great person and this is
2: blonde hair blue eyes
1: opportunity (laughs) to right this is an opportunity to really um enact some change and Mm -hmm. um that's also why I think that the flashiness of his uniform I guess is important because he's attracting a lot more media attention as a result. <laughs> and I think that's well, and be it kind also the same moving yeah, forward.
2: Something I also greatly appreciate about that is it, it the the outfit alone also stays true to the comics, which can also play into that in many ways of just staying true to like Sam at some point made the comment of my ancestors built up this country and i'm gonna fight for this country because of that Mm -hmm. like
0: i don't know but i'll say overall for me um and um anna real in chat said i love all the identity themes in falcon and the winter soldier um and i i like i think that that's the thing that i liked the most that you see from all of the main characters you see this these tie-ins and i think that in a lot of ways the most like overt one of course is falcon and the winter soldiers but like what
2: <laughs> <like those laughs> main... twist yeah don't um, say but, saying the like,
0: series was emphasized mm- on them right it turns out the name of the show explains the show just like my octopus teacher and yeah, so literally um, and so um yeah so i just want to say like like even getting into them specifically to what i mean again echoing what y'all previously said i liked how overt the show was with those identity themes for falcon that it did not shy away or try to just be like everything's going to be great now um ah. and I think that that's really cool. And I really liked one of my things going into the series was I was really, I was very curious if we were going to deal with the public, not accepting him as Captain America. Um, and I, I think it's very interesting that that really isn't the story that we got for the most part, but, um, it was a lot more about his struggle with, am I Captain America, um, and then what does that mean if, if the world is ready for a Black Captain America? Um, I thought that was a very like, well-told story and going back to like what Chris said earlier about the previous generation and things like that, how that all tied together. Um, and then I really liked um, what they did with Bucky and kind of having him like in almost like a minor way especially compared to WandaVision, like, but still having, um, Bucky dealing with that trauma, like, and we see him going to counseling. We see like kind of something that WandaVision probably, or Wanda probably could have used, um, instead of, you know, yeah. Instead of like, you know, taking a town over. Um, but, um, I really liked that. And I think that it was really cool to see that progression of his character of as he opens up to sam he's opening up more towards that change as a whole um and then um yeah i i i liked what they did with the villains pretty much up until the end when they kind of just then became yep we're the bad guys yeah um for the um i want to call them taskmasters but that's obviously not correct Um, The
2: flag, flag Flag
0: smashers. smashers, Thank you. Um, The flag smashers. Where, like, I I really feel like for the first like four episodes, they were a much more engaging group of bad
2: guys. And yeah, I totally agree because when you look at their sort of cause, it's super emphasized in the first four episodes. Mm -hmm. They just want the world to function in much the similar way that it had during the five years of the blink, which obviously we don't have the biggest insight into that because we don't have that material. Mm -hmm. And then it just flipped and turned into a vendetta, if you will. But like, I was like, okay, that is a cause I can understand Mm -hmm. the way you're going about it. it sucks in many regards. And then it kind of just gets like,
1: worse. Like, that's the that <laughs> conflicts between, you know, right. their side and obviously yeah. um, Bucky and Falcons, you know, uh, and, and Sam's. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, like, one thing, like, they were supposed to be kind of pointing out, which I don't think they did enough with, is that the the superhuman serum or whatever... Super has, Soldier? Super Soldier serum, yeah, has negative side effects mm-hmm. for the most yeah. of the people like they even pointed out they, and they talk about that early on but yeah. we never really with the exception of name person Z- zemo no john yeah john walker john walker like she we just don't crazy. see like and i think that's something they could have done a little more to emphasize that carly isn't necessarily the most rational like yeah, part of this is due to the serum like failing her. Um yeah. and that's something they could have emphasized a little more. Um
2: and yeah, they did mention like when there was a whole part where Sam and Bucky go to meet the War Vet, whose name I'm forgetting. Isaiah. Isaiah. Um who was talking about how like he was they were he went through all this torture essentially anyway um don't want to give away spoilers but there was a whole piece with that that they could have used they could have played into to emphasize what the serum how the serum was impacting carly they could have easily made a connection between isaiah and carly but they just sort of missed that link Mm -hmm. that could have helped support the later episodes of carly's choices
0: yeah and I think they like granted I also am maybe mixing up what I've seen in memes versus what was in the sh- like or what was in previous movies but I was like I know in the first Captain America one of the big points is that the soldier the serum makes your worst parts worse and your best parts better and mm-hmm. like so that idea that like it just magna, basically magnifies who you are, and that's that's why Steve Rogers
2: was a good was, selection.
0: Yeah, because he wasn't going back to Captain America the movie. He wasn't a good uh, he was a good soldier or a good man, not a good soldier. And that's what the serum and magnified. Yeah, Whereas that was John Walker is the opposite.
2: Yeah, that's something they could have repeated because it's mm-hmm. been long enough since the first Captain America yeah. that like obviously we're not going to comb through all 20 something movies every single time a new series comes right. out unless you literally have the time and insanity to do that mm-hmm. um so like they're given the expanse of the franchise like they had this whole bit with the with the museum the Captain America museum mm-hmm. where they could have had like a shot of Isaiah watching this clip on like one of the displays of like it enhances your best features and your worst features yeah. Um, where they could have just like dropped that in uh, and that could have helped even oh, just using stuff they already had in their resources in the mythos of the serum to help Um, like emphasize this even just the second half of this is where looking at going like the bad guys are feeling weak here in terms of like literal from the audience's perspective here's ways we can support and show that they're going crazy if you will
0: whereas i think we can just get a lot of that through john walker yeah like he's a jerk he like also in the least plot twist plot twist he takes the super soldier serum that he picks up. Like no one was surprised um, by that. Yeah, <laughs> and then like he goes from being a jerk to being like a bigger jerk. Like I mean, also yeah, like a murderer, but like a bigger jerk. Um, and it's one of those that like th- they're like to exactly what you were saying, Emma. I think there's certain points of it that this is the most tell don't show series. Yeah. Then there's other parts of it that are Which like.
2: Is a- huge thing in film yeah Yeah. you don't want to like if you have too much dialogue chances are you have too much dialogue yeah cut it all out and turn it into a scenery thing right and this was one of those shows Cut out the dialogue turn it into scenery when someone's entering and you're going to be so much better off
0: yeah (laughs) so what i was saying is like there's that there's some of those things that are so tell don't show then there's all these other things that like the Steve Rogers is a a good man, not a good soldier. And all the times that um, Sam is referred to as a good man. Um, there's Or or that John Walker is referred to as a good soldier. And then there's, you mentioned the left-handed, right-handed thing earlier. A bunch of people have dug through a bunch of um, Bucky's old appearances. And he's almost always holding a weapon in his left hand when he's acting as the Winter Soldier. And But when he's acting as himself, he's holding it in his right hand. And like, there's all those really cool show don't tell. Yeah. And then the other end of it is just these, these other things. But I just think it's super interesting. that it's, it's so deep. It, like, it, it seems almost like, like polar opposites.
2: Filmmakers will literally go to that extent yeah. of switching, which hands a character holds something in based on their mental state. Yeah. I guarantee you that was totally intentional. Mm-hmm. And I love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um let's see. We kind of got, I think we kind of just hit on all of the questions that I had put in for us. Um I have something I want to say, but it's a super spoiler. And so I'm not gonna go into it. But um, but yeah. So those were all the thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, our little mini review. Um Listeners, as always, let us know what you think. Um, You can do that in their social medias that we talked about above, um, and that will hit on at the end. But um, now that we have talked about that, it was announced way too close to the finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier, if you ask me. Um, But Captain America 4 has been announced to be in in development um, with the showrunner.
2: it's at least two years out oh
0: yeah like we're probably looking at what an early phase five movie
2: yeah when by in development they mean the script is in its very earliest drafts
0: (laughs) yeah and that's exciting basically all we know is that malcolm spellman is going to be writing the script um along with the um the falcon staff writer dallin muson m-u-s-s-o-n um there's basically no other details about it right now. Um, but we did get that announcement um, and I'm super excited. Um, one of the things that the I think the MCU has done really well is that it has made me care about Captain America, who is one of my least favorite characters. And then here, I already cared about Sam. He is now also Captain America and like, they're making me care about him again. He's a twofer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really excited about this. Um, pure speculation. Any ideas of what, and again, I, I try to keep in it relatively spoiler-free for Falcon and Winter Soldier, but is there anything that you would really like to see um, with him taking over as Captain America for a feature film? More
2: flying. I mean, it's kind of hard at this stage to really answer that because because we're in, like, Infinity Stones has ended. And Mm -hmm. we don't have much, given the way that the MCU has worked over the past 13 years, we don't know what we're going into we know that this will be coming out in the midst of whatever next big story they're telling, mm-hmm. um, and it will likely play into that. I would love to see more flying through windows with his shield. With the shield, be cool. But like, I like, I'm like, I don't know because it's a lot of. It's going going to depend on how, like, I want it to fit into whatever the next mm-hmm. big storyline is but I don't know what that is. Like, do I want to see him interact with Shang-Chi or, you know, Captain Marvel or whoever? I don't know, because I don't know what's going to be happening in the next two years.
1: I want more of the fishing boat. More of the fishing boat? Mm Yeah.
0: In chat, Deanna says, just being a decent American.
1: Yeah, Yeah. let's just, instead (laughs) of making it a superhero movie, it's just him in the fishing boat. It's a drama. (laughs) yeah um i'll say
0: for me um again One pure speculation with us not really knowing about because like as i said this is probably an early phase five movie just yeah. based on what we know Time so line. far that and so if that's the case and i had to guess i think that this will tie into whatever is going to gonna happen in armor wars which is going to star um brody or roadie as war machine um and so, if I had to guess, I think it might that like that might be the the big thing of whatever happens there. It's dealing with the fallout of someone getting an Iron Man suit that shouldn't, that kind of thing, um, or of like that that type of tech getting out, um, yep. whether directly in the sense that there's a villain that has that, or indirectly in the sense that this tech is I, now readily I did accessible. I read
2: a thing recently that was interesting that was um at this point in the world's existence wakanda has essentially become the next tony stark in terms of providing technology Mm -hmm. to this world of characters so that could also play into it somehow of Mm -hmm. um especially since especially in terms of where wakanda and black panther came in in the, the whole timeline It was relatively late in the Infinity Stones saga. Um, So I can see them playing a bigger role in um, even just trying to recon all of this Iron Man equipment post Mm -hmm. Tony Stark's death because they understand the repercussions of what that equipment can do. And it's a big concern of theirs. Mm -hmm. So... Chris,
0: any ideas on your part?
2: They got they go to get Steve back from the moon.
0: Hey, nope. is this, they got to do it. We all know Steve's on it. the moon.
2: <laughs> Isn't he on the moon? I just love that that's a thing in the universe now. Yes, <laughs> and yes. we're going to leave him there, <laughs> along with what's his face from. That one Netflix show about the adopted kids that I can't think of.
0: One Netflix show about the adopted kids? Oh, Brilla Academy. Umbrella Academy. Okay. That
2: also had a guy go to the moon. He's just up there hanging with the guy on the moon.
0: Just, just mind his own business.
2: <laughs> uh, Bud.
0: Two guys so, on the moon. Let's get ready for our top three list. Um, but before we get into it, we do have some announcements. This Thursday we'll have our book club on Serafina right here, 645 mountain time. Um so hope everyone can be back for that. And then I will be out next week, but Anna Real will be back joining us or joining. She's us actually all. hosting. And so Anna is now in charge you um, be ready. of the podcast. So um good luck, Anna. We believe in you. And so um she says woot woot. Oh, wait,
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> Nope, you already uh, agreed. Woot woot is an agreement. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so um, let's get into our top three list. We are talking about changes you would make to a bad movie to make it better. Um, chat, if you want to drop any ideas um, as we go, um, feel free. And we'll round into to those around back. Come back to those. I don't know where I was going with that. Circle back. There we go. We'll circle back to those. Um at the end and so um as always the first rule of top threes is that there's no rules so if you wanted to completely overhaul a movie you do you um if you wanted to just make a small change or things like that whatever you want and so emma as i assume the most educated one of us in this matter what do you got
2: i would redo the entirety of aragon (laughs) And I would select Christopher Paolini himself to be an executive producer or it's producer of some sort, or at least a script supervisor, um, so that he has say in what does and does not go into the script and how the script is done and how the character design is done. And I would just hire the man himself to, um, (laughs) have a large pertinent say on things because he is the man and the visionary and I would just redo the entire movie and not give dragon's feathers. Because <laughs> then... That is a dumb idea.
1: I was okay with it. I was okay with the design aspects in Aragon, but definitely stick closer to like consult the source material. No, <laughs> yeah. Not hard. That's Plot why twist. I would hire that, that idea might be coming back itself. later on. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's gonna be my I... overall theme for everything I talk about tonight.
2: That is yeah. Sticking close to the source material also as a matter of one of my other ones but in other words i would overhaul the entire movie and i would hire the author to assist on the screenplay and the script because we've seen in the past with um shows and movies like good omens that when you have the an author who created that content um work on that project in some large capacity That material does considerably better because it just focuses on what the source material is and turns it into a visual aspect and it, in terms of rating and reviews, it does so much better than when whoever it is, who makes it just does what they will with it and goes off the rails. So that's my number one.
0: Chris, what do you got?
1: Let's talk about the Hobbit. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. It's like definitely doesn't necessarily have to fall on that. A couple things I would do. Let's try not to emphasize three D. <laughs> I mean, yeah, three D's cool, split but
2: a five page battle into two movies. <laughs> don't do it.
1: I don't think there is a five page battle in Lord of the Rings or in the okay. Hobbit.
2: Two-page battle?
1: No, like Don't no, like a minimum of
2: <laughs> a half chat, a page
1: of twenty. No, their battles are longer. <laughs> I'm okay. saying there's like I'm saying that the way that Tolkien writes, <laughs> they're longer than five-page battles. But yeah, they overdid three D. I I mean I thought it was gonna be done tastefully, and they started off fine in 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 the first one, and then second and third way overdone. It was cool that they were do, playing with new technology. It was one of the first movies done with storyboards and everything, 3D from start to finish. Cool. That's fine. But they, they did the typical try to like screen pop you mm-hmm. 3D effects and stuff and just doesn't do it for me. Um, also, again, consult the source material. I understand like consulting the source material and like the appendices and stuff and including things that may not have been in existence at the time of the Hobbit, but we would know where we're there, but, and also don't throw, make a female character just for a awkward love trope.
0: (sighs) A good rule in filmmaking as a whole.
1: Yeah. Just yeah, in like, like it turns out. Just, it's like yeah, just, you're right. Just don't. <laughs> Lord of the Rings don't. and the Hobbit is lacking like front and center female characters. Sure. Go ahead and create one. But don't try to <laughs> twist them into this weird love trope because that was awkward and it definitely breaks away from any Lord of the Rings lore. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 my first one.
0: Okay. Um I'm getting a big one out of the way for me. Um, and it already got referenced in chat. I would like to remind everyone: there is no movie in Bossing say. Um, but if there was a movie, hypothetically based on the Last Airbender or Avatar: The Last Airbender, um, in chat, Chunk said, "Don't have M Night Shyamalan direct it." Again, hypothetically. Um, but like, I feel like I could forgive a lot of that if the bending in the movie was actually cool. Like, that. that's, like, of all of the complaints that I could make, I think that that is, like, that one thing that, like, you know what? Spend a bit more money on that special effects budget and make bending look cool. Like, then at least, like, as bad as the story is told, at least it would be visually interesting.
1: Yeah. Or stick to um, the original format. Like, doesn't, like, you didn't have to do a live-action adaptation. You could have just given us a feature-length Avatar movie.
0: Yeah. Also yeah. would have been cool. Yeah, um, give like us like an animated. There's a lot series. of
2: movies out there, like
0: I'll follow um, up from the animated series,
2: where the stories are not the best, but the visuals are strong enough that it's it's still <laughs> fun to watch because it's visually nice.
0: All right, um, and that and that's like kind of my thing, I and mean, like I don't think that that would have taken it from being an awful movie to a even a decent movie. But it at it least would have, would have been something, um, like, um, and then of course, as we've said, you know, consult the source material. Um, but I feel like at this point, people reading or watching
1: also, the previous the stuff, if they're not
0: Dave Filoni, is a bit like
1: a bit out there throwing that one out there for that movie as well. For what? Stop the whitewashing.
0: Oh, that too. Yeah. Um, please. But also a good general Hollywood thing. Yep. Uh, just in general, but but because that's what and that as a movie has really cool character design in terms of like costuming and things like that um but yeah um but yeah so i feel like i could do like you know a 40 minute discussion on this but we're gonna go ahead and pass back to emma before i soapbox for the and then cut into all the rest of the time so i'm gonna
2: steal a line from you then because this is another one i could soapbox um there is no movie on Mount Olympus <laughs> in that Percy Jackson was just a huge disappointment. to middle school me. And I was so mad because I was a Percy Jackson kid. Cause I wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter. So I went to Percy Jackson instead. And they just veered very much away from the source material and It was also visually iffy at best, and it's very similar to Aragon. And just please stay close to the source material. You're going to get more people seeing it and reading the books and wanting another movie as a result, because they want to see the words on the paper become pixels on a screen. They don't want your own rendition of it they want what's on the paper <laughs> and it is not whatever lightning bolts in a way they want to see a fawn and a half blood Poseidon kid do their own thing <laughs> um, so that's my number two I was a big Percy Jackson kid and the movie was just a- Probably the first time I was ever seriously disappointed by a movie. so My next one is Wonder
1: Woman 1984. Yeah, first of all, get rid of that panther girl. I don't know what her deal was. like she's just like inconsequential throughout the entire movie. Like way too much screen time was wasted, or or at, or tweak the script to make her a bigger deal. Um, also, I, I don't know. I just better villain. <laughs> Lots of things I would ultimately change. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think they thought it was a good idea because of because you know Captain Marvel did kind of this nostalgia period thing with throwing things out there. They probably could have done better with kind of the period aspect of the movie. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to do a repeat of Wonder Woman 1984 for my number two. Um, We usually don't have repeats, but I want to talk about it again or more, <laughs> um, oh, more detail. and so yeah and again 100 agree with everything chris chris said i liked the idea of cheetah um yeah. and i feel like my overall review for wonder woman 1984 is i like the ideas of this movie um just commit to fewer things better
2: yeah um
0: is really what they needed to do um and i'll say like in terms of like a specific change um i guess spoilers for wonder woman 1984 don't see it um but i watched um, the
2: first 30 minutes and yeah
0: (laughs) and um but there's the the part where the wishing stone or whatever that thing is called um wonder woman makes the wish brings back whatever whatever yeah chris pine um the ethical nature of that that they should have just also you know not done um but that's a whole that that's a again that's a whole other thing. Um, but like the exchange for it is that Wonder Woman starts to lose her powers, which in a movie about a strong female hero, like taking away, like I like taking that away and then not really having a good, like, like it's one of those, it's almost the opposite of the, um, one of the things that we discussed in the, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier with like um, with John Walker, where it's like, there was never any doubt that she wasn't going to give up Chris Pine, get her powers back, save the day. And there was just no suspense to that. So why take away her powers? It was one of those. that I, I think that there's a lot of the scenes that, it, it, maybe even this, this kind of falls back to the same thing with The Last Airbender, where like, even if the movie was plot-wise just as bad, if the movie just looked cooler because your main you didn't take away one of the things that makes your main character cool, I feel like it, there'd be stuff that'd be a lot more forgivable, you know. Again, except for the Chris Pine body swap thing, but like, um, but yeah, so that's Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four for me. Um, Steve something, um, too many Steves, too many Chris's. Should only be one Chris and that's him worth.
2: Yes. <laughs> I can get behind that one.
0: <laughs> Emma, what is your number 3?
2: My number 3 is mostly one that I'm just like I don't know how this got greenlit ever to begin with and that's the emoji movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: what would you change? Don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would go back in time and just tell the poor screen script reader person who (laughs) passed it along and told them please don't this belongs in the trash (laughs) and that's that I have nothing else to say just Just, just throw it away don't (laughs) don't stop it don't do it You're going to lose everything.
0: (laughs) Okay, Chris, what do you got?
1: Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't have a third. I was trying to think of one, but I just can't think of one.
0: Sure. deanna um emma's was the emoji movie so don't just don't um just just, don't just don't don't. Um, (laughs) so my last one um i feel like again ties in with this theme of do fewer things better um and it's iron man three yeah and so i've said this on the podcast a few times we all three of us guested on comics in the cross and we did like a phase two review um when we guessed it on that and one of the things that i said during that was the first like hour and 20 minutes of iron man 3 is one of the best mcu movies ever made and then there is this hard pivot where they reveal that the 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 mandarin juke that the that um what's the person's name i pulled it up that Ben Kingsley K- Kingsley's character is not the Mandarin. Instead, he's this guy pretending to be the Mandarin.
2: He's just an actor. Yeah, up, he's just an please. actor.
0: And that's, it's like, again, it just, just don't. <laughs> like, just don't. I feel like they either should have not set up the Mandarin or even if Ben Kingsley's character was not the Mandarin, don't have the juke be that there was the um um I had the name ready to go that aldrich killian's character is the bad like obvious bad guy like that was one that like i i feel like that that juke completely shifted the tone of the movie from this super interesting look at like ptsd and the effects of like the battle of new york on a normal human who is admittedly extremely smart but like we're not talking thor who's literally been fighting for the past thousand years yeah like um and it just it's it's like that hard pivot away from the whole tone of that first half into this like more happy-go-lucky film and like i feel like if that just wasn't there the movie would have been a whole lot better um so yeah iron man three so um, they
2: used some work
0: yeah could have used definitely used some some work um in chat we got several call outs as we were going along some a lot of heart agrees from people um deanna had called the percy jackson one before you got back to it um emma so when you were talking about Aragon, she had call, already called out Percy Jackson and was ready for that. Um,
2: Something you can agree on.
0: Yeah. Um, I've only seen the second Percy Jackson
2: movie.
1: I haven't seen any of them.
2: Which, There's a second one? Yeah.
1: it's. I think so, to be Literally
2: fair. I was so traumatized by yeah. the first one that I just sort of never touched it again. Yeah. Um.
0: And then we got some. They're also
2: making a musical, which is just horrifying. He's huh. just raking in the money at this point. Interesting. Getting all the cash.
0: Um, uh, there are some, some other movie I saw that I wanted to call out. Um, Deanna says Wonder Woman 2 was disappointing and too long. Yes. Commit to fewer things. Um, and then, uh, oh man, I thought I saw. The Angry Birds movie is another call out that we got. And so, um, but yes. Um, But yeah, so those are the ones that we got from chat. Listeners, as always, let us know your picks. Um, What are three changes or changes that you would make to three movies to make them better? Um, We can do that comment section, social media, any of that stuff. And so... Um, and we'll be continue some of this discussion over in our post show chat. I but, just thought of
2: a great another top three concepts. That's the complete opposite of this. What three movies or TV shows would you like to have worked on, ooh. or would you like to future tense work on? None. None. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris, I don't, like, pro- I don't like. I don't like That's projects. literally just
0: a me question. Then <laughs> I'm good with that. I really like that one. Um, but we're gonna save that. For when I'm back, yes. <laughs> um, so next week, as I mentioned earlier, Anna Real will be back, um, and kind of to tie in with it being May third, as well as the um, the release of new Pokemon Snap, um, the top three will probably have something to do with Star Wars or Pokemon.
1: We are going to pick. You're going to be telling us your favorite type, and the top
2: three of that type. Okay. Great. That's super easy.
0: Yes. <laughs> and so we're, we're talking Pokemons. Um, and Emma, if ever in doubt, it's always Mewtwo.
1: That, that means, means your favorite type has to be psychic.
0: Nope. My favorite type is Mewtwo. This Y'all
2: do realize I grew up with Pokemon. <laughs> Number one, Mewtwo. Right?
1: Number two, Mewtwo. <laughs> Number Mewtwo. three, Mewtwo. I Mewtwo.
2: do understand Pokemon. <laughs> it was one of the only games I played on repeat for years because I only had a Game Boy Advance SP, so I would play Leaf Green and Emerald or whatever. <laughs> Essentially, the question I is: if You were played a gym those leader... games like ten times over over the course of nice. my life. I did
0: not know. I thought you. I thought you're. Oh no! Was you had not played Pokemon?
2: No, are you kidding? I've played When I say I've played so much Pokemon, I mean it's literally the little, like Game Boy Advance SP games. Like, I have played a lot of Pokemon over the course of my life. Nice, but limited to the earlier generations. Mm -hmm. But I do have a solid grasp on the franchise, so. Courtesy of my my parents finally giving <laughs> into our various pleas for some sort of gaming device. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so next week, top three Pokemon, top three pokes of that type, uh, and then um, we'll also, of course, still be back Thursday for book club. Um, and as always, listeners, you can let us know the changes you would make over on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those things is One Geek 411 You can join our Discord server or send us an email. You can also check out the merch store at Redbubble. Um, and then you can watch live, twitch.tv slash onegeek411 and check out the YouTube as well. Um, you can rate and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And then you can also check out our show notes on onegeek411.com. And then if you want to reach out to us personally, you can do that through our personal social medias. Mine is Humar Wittil.
2: Mine is I am not prepared with an I in the prepared.
1: And I'm not so foreign. And it's been a great week. Wash your hands.
0: For uh, for Shanine, read Serafina, or read a book specifically, parenthesis, Serafina. Um, My Thursday. um, By Thursday. Um, And then also, I love you.